Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia Murder. I'm Gabriel Boyer. Eric Green from Sepultura. Ross Dolan from Immolation. This is Anthony Michael. We are Gorgasm. This is Melifon Crater. This is Ernie C. Applied Account. from Suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Join your host, Corey Gorkrest and Dr. Vincent West for exclusive interviews with the sickest bands in metal and more. Head over to cultofantasm.com, the only gravesite for all things horror and death metal. No filler, all killer. Now, please welcome our guest of honor. Hello, Kaitrio from Necrot, and you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. What the fuck is up, and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreis. With me, Dr. Vincent West. The only man that will Literally. The Phantasm Firefighter. No, Evil Knievel. Evil Knievel. Phantasm Stuntman. Extraordinaire. But, uh... This looks like a I thought it was Sigourney Weaver for a second. I was like, this is gonna be good. Um, yeah, we, we got a... Another exciting episode, as always, for you. We got uh, Luca of Necrot having him on again. Really excited. Uh, Dr. West did an interview with him recently to support Mortal. Comes out August 28th on Tank Crimes. New Necrot. You can stream that shit. Fucking great. Uh, definitely check it out, what they got so far. But the, the movie we got today, uh, courtesy of, of Tubi, the Tubi app. Um, which is free, you just have to go through some bullshit ads, you know, in between, but it's free, you don't have to sign up or put in your email or your social security number, you literally just download the app and start watching shit and adding it to your queue. We do need you to send your debit card information to Phantasm, Kara, Corey, or Christ. Yeah. Um, there will be a, there will be a fee charged, but it's only for our pre-sales for the Jeff Combs Gildo show. Yeah, and don't forget, folks, the the Jeff Combs dildo show is still very much uh, going to happen, quarantine or not. Um, you know, we're, we we fully endorse uh, social distancing and wearing masks, but just know that there is going to be absolutely zero social distancing with those dildos into his asshole. There will very There's much be... Phantasm presents <laughs> Reanulator. Oh, geez. Well, well, before we get into this, uh, into unsolved mysteries here, uh, we gotta introduce. Like. We gotta introduce. Yeah, it's like it's like she ran away and she wasn't seen after this. She <laughs> she got last seen in a Firebird. <clears throat> anyway, uh, we got. The Undertaker. He disturbed you in Maniac. We can assume we're dealing with a psycho? Probably a drifter. No, 
There are traces of semen on the intestine tissue. I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> Bunch of hypocrites. Oh, now, Rascal, why would you say that? Are you kidding, Hazel? Okay. Bye. This wacko is following this picture scene by scene. This movie's his M.O. You just start using that police dragon again. Are you sure you don't need a ride home? I'm sure. Thank you. Good night, Nancy. Good night. You're breaking my... Yes, you're breaking... You never love me. Yes, I do. You're breaking my heart. I'll kill you for what you did. Really? Beyond Maniac. Beyond the first deadly sin. I'm sure you know now I never meant to hurt you. You're always one of my favorites. I just want you to look so beautiful with me and everybody. Look, Pam, do yourself a favor. Don't give these guys any weird ideas. They're already crazy enough. Now he's back in his final motion picture appearance. Oh, oh Gene... Thank you for staying late. I hope I haven't spoiled your plans for the evening. From Code Red Releasing. Business hasn't been good lately. What with these all these vitamins that people are taking, and the certain generals warning about smoking. Joe Spinell. And you know, she said you should put his hairpiece on or his friends wouldn't recognize him. The Undertaker. You moron. I guess I'll have to drum up some business. Not to be confused with the the, the wrestler. Uh, it's the, the Undertaker. 1988 film by Joe Spinell, uh, who you folks might know as the Maniac or Doctor Vincent West. <clears throat> the Undertaker. The Undertaker. So the. <laughs> Is it, uh, oh, there we go. We got some nice caressing going on there. So it's, uh, who put the, was it Severin that put this out on Blu ray or was it, uh, no, Vinegar no, Syndrome? It was Vinegar Syndrome. I think it is the Vinegar Syndrome one because it's the poster. Um, stars Joe Spinell. It was never released for the public and existed only in an incomplete form. The Undertaker was later re-edited for a DVD release by Code Red in 2010. They got some killer releases. Um, and a Blu-ray release by Vinegar Syndrome in 2016. And there are some dead titties, I guess. I'll go ahead and do I guess it still kind of counts You do uh, for your necrophiliacs out there. Four minutes and 16 seconds. we got a Mr. Skinless alert here. You got some dead titties. Um, if, if that's your thing, you know, she's got a slashed neck and she's got her fucking uh, cold... Uh, decaying rack out, so you know it's not decayed yet. It's fresh up. To me, Corey Hart, it's summer slam. <laughs> you will face the Undertaker <laughs> in a in a no holds barred casket match. <laughs> then you will, Corey Borger, last in peace. <laughs> uh, I mean, Corey Hart. Yeah, Sorry, Corey Hart. Jesus. But, uh... <laughs> Rest in peace. Corey Hart. 
directed I'm by. I'm see you and your brother <laughs> Owen, and your and your brother Brett, and your cousins, and all the other people in the WWF. <laughs> we will meet at SummerSlam. <laughs> you will rest in peace. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken. I believe the blonde right there is... No, wait, maybe. Hang on. I gotta see her face again. Because if it's her, I'm gonna see, shit. As a kid, I always liked The Undertaker, but what kind of ruined it was him going, Oh, barrel, bone. It's like The Undertaker's hillbillies. You know, it's fucking... Oh, uh, Limp Biscuit. No, he just had the, the, the southern twang. Was when I, was, I would always start laughing when he was oh, yeah. evil. I could, I could never stop yeah. laughing from it. Okay, so the blonde is not Jennifer Runyon. I thought it was from Ghostbusters Vis Night. I was about to have an attack here. Uh, so, yeah, the film is considered a cult classic due to in part both to Joe Spinell's involvement and in troubled production. This was Joe Spinell's last film before his premature death in 89. So, this was like. I love Joe Spinell. It does, and he—I mean, that's a poor name too. It's like Joe Spinell's well, Wild Night Out, and it's like. Now let's try to find some good facts about this film uh, production. The film was made on location in Port Chester, New York, at a former Colony funeral home on King Street, and was produced by Double Helix Films. Filming was completed in November 1988. The mortician Uncle Roscoe, love that name, or it's Uncle Luca for this episode, attends the community college by day and murders women for his personal use. Oh, yeah, there you go. You got the 88 butt, 88 butt. You're about to see another Mr. Skinless alert here, folks. You got some straight up boobage. Seven minutes and five seconds, uh, Mr. Skinless strikes again for the second time in this film. We're here for all of your nudie horror movie needs, so uh, anytime you need it. Fantastic. We educate you, and we also enter your sack. That's right. And we're here for you, and we're here to help you uh, spill your empty seed. Empty your sack. Yeah, empty your sack. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he, wor- he murders women for personal use. His nephew, Nikki, his professor, Pam, I guess that's who that is, Rebecca Yar- uh, Yaron, and her roommate, Mandy, Susan Bockley, begin to suspect to suspect Roscoe, unaware that the Undertaker has now taken a special interest in them. And every time, no, hold on a second, every time you say Roscoe, it just makes me go, Roscoe Pickle Tree, here, here, here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big hazard thing. Yeah. Which is just fucking hilarious to me. It was so funny. It's that stupid cop. It's amazing. Let's see. Do some trivia here when she's uh, getting cleaned up in the scene here. Director Frank Avianza, Avianca, sorry, I'm probably just butchering that name, is actually a pseudonym for the following four people screenwriter William James Kennedy, cinematographer Richard E. Brooks, and producer Steve Bono and Frank Avianca, all of whom had a hand in directing this film. <laughs> Clever. Richard Lynch was originally considered to play Roscoe. Moreover, Joe Spinell lobbied hard to secure the lead role of Roscoe in the film. Obviously, he won that one. Uh, William James Kennedy wrote the script in only five days. We'll see how well that plays out. Oh! Damn, right in the ear. Oh, that's... That's pretty brutal, honestly. that That's cringy. Whatever he injected in her, I, don't, I have no idea. Obviously, knocked her the fuck out. 
God damn. Okay, so we're doing a game tonight. Every time it shows The Undertaker, you will get another clip. All right. Corey Hart, at Royal <laughs> Rumble, you will face the wrath of the dead man, and you will rest in peace. <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, various crew members play small roles in the movie. Uh, the opening scene wasn't in the original script. And then Joe Spinell shot a 10-minute audition tape with his then-girlfriend Linda as the means of persuading the producers to cast him as Roscoe. So he really wanted to play Roscoe. And I guess got the role, so... Very weird. Is that, uh... Um, what's his name? You listen to me, Corey Hart. Paul Bearer. The European Championship will go home with me, and you will rest in peace. (laughs) Oh, yes! (laughs) Corey Darkrest! He is. You know, because he's just like, everything is dead and serious. And he's like, I put on my special panties. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's bow time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there he is. There's fucking. I fucking love Maniac. Like, look at him. Fucking Joe Spinell's such a badass. That giant fucker. That giant fucker. That dude's shoes. What the fuck's he? And he. You listen to me, Corey Hart. <laughs> and in your house, you will rest in peace. <laughs> oh yes. I'm telling you, every time he shows me, I'm doing it. <laughs> that was the. They just showed the old shitty New York Station wagon. I love it. There's nothing in the back there, but like it's just embalming fluid. And he's doing the uh, the maniac thing too. He's just like fucking grooming this dead body to to fruit, I guess. And that's the one that he knocked out. This guy's got a little peeping tom action here. This does look like a porn. It's like you look like you'd use another person to help you with this body, and then they just like. DP this corpse. This crematory glory <laughs> He's got a bunch of them in there. He's like, looks like you can use a hand and DP in this fucking corpse. It's like, yeah, it's a little stiff. He's like, I'll be right back. You these. listen to me, Corey Hart, <laughs> and unforgiven in the hell of a cell. You will rest in peace. <laughs> oh, yes. Could see her nipples through that tile. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gabby. Glad to have you here tonight on Fantasm. This is legendary announcer Jim Ross. And I just wanted to thank Snickers for sponsoring the Phantasm Podcast Jeffrey Combs Dildo Show. <laughs> Live on pay-per-view, 
Sunday, February 25th, 2025. <laughs> and also Castro GTX and KFC. <laughs> it was, what was the other one? Fucking Stridex. <laughs> Stridex Acne Wipes. <laughs> that was another big one. It was always like... <laughs> I've been wearing that mask so much, I've actually had to start... Investing in some I, I know you're like hitting. You're like you're hitting like COVID puberty. <laughs> you're, telling you, dude. you're hitting your adolescence over again. Oh look, necrophilia. <laughs> it's nice yep. when you see that on a chalkboard. Necrophilia. You got all the guys at the porn stashes like. Oh, it's funny. Necrophilia. What is necrophilia? Well, Does she just say ejaculate into the corpse? I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Barnes. <laughs> it's like, what if you don't ejaculate in the corpse and just achieve penetration? Well, then technically it still is necrophilia. There's nothing like necrophilia. You can literally try anything you want. You gotta practice somehow. Like, man, I hate this episode. Just talking about fucking corpses and stuff. <clears throat> so we picked a good one, I think. This is gonna be fun. Because I have never seen this movie. Courtesy. Courtesy of the 2B app, of course. Uh, if you guys have it at home, you got the Code Red DVD or the. Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, if you don't have it, then pick it up. Game tonight, you know, because we have to do the play on words with the old WWF. Yep. I don't mean the World Wildlife Federation. I mean the World Wrestling Federation. Hell yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is good. You know, it, it looks great. You know, some of the 2B stuff, like the, you know, the, the Monster Dog one we did, it, it looked like it was filmed on someone's phone from a VHS tape that was like, you know, copied onto a laser disc or something. It just looked like dog shit. But this this one looks really good. It might very well be that vinegar syndrome print, uh, most likely. So Tubi app has a lot of stuff on here, and uh, Amazon Prime has a lot of good stuff right now too. Um, I think they have the Phantasms, and I think they have all the Friday Thirteenths on there currently, so you can watch that. And uh, pre-order that box set before it go, uh, shits the bed because they've already. Uh, I just pre-ordered Amazon like the the doctor told me to do. It's a lot easier. You don't have to pay for it till it ships, so you can go ahead and get the get the pre-order in. I don't really care about the lithograph. I don't have anywhere to put that shit, so that's already sold out, uh, and it's cheaper on Amazon. So. Yeah. They don't. Here's the other thing with Screen Factory Kids. They put up some cool stuff, but none of that stuff ships early anymore. You don't get it two weeks early. You actually get it after street date. It's actually just easier just to buy it from another retailer. Yeah, especially with all the stuff going on now, you're better off getting it from Amazon, where you will get it in two days' time from the date, or maybe even early. Whereas, you know, Screen Factory, I doubt they'll ship it early enough to where you'll get it in time. And with all the stuff now. Anything early Especially with, with a release like that one that's gonna be way over you know over purchased, I think, because it's such a big deal for Screen Factory sure. to get something like that and this is like a 
the release, you know, besides that tin one that you got, and, you know, it's a really nice release, too, and, you know, it seems like they just put these out every couple years, every anniversary, they'll put out another one, but the reality is, is this one is actually a really beefed up, like, probably the best version of it, so, um, I'm looking forward to it, I like how they all have their own cases, I mean, they're doing it right, so, it's gonna be nice. It looks like the Halloween packaging to me, but... Yes. You got the sound on. I mean, it doesn't have subtitles. <clears throat> I can hear it through the thing. Is that bad like, I have the sound on? Well, a little bit. I can hear it through there. It's just like... <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me fix it. I'm fixing it. Because mine doesn't... Uh, some of these films don't okay, offer subtitles. Yep. Let's do it. <clears throat> you listen to me, Corey Hart. <laughs> You've avoided me over the Intercontinental Championship. (laughs) I've been drinking bourbon. Sorry about that, Corey Hart. But in no way out, you will rest in peace. It's actually a really good Undertaker impression. Thank you. Oh, yes. Her spaghetti straps are showing her hard nipples. Then you just have Paul Bear talk about the chick's nipples in this film. It's appropriate. There's a surprise for you, Corey Hart! It's his brother, Kane! Let's see if we can dig up some other shit on. I want to see exactly where this is. Uh, Port Chester. It's in Westchester County. <clears throat> no, it's, you know, it's, um, Borders, Connecticut, and whatever. That's, that's where it's at. Not bad. Let's see, some other stuff. We're at 88, I guess we can queue up the Chuck and go into Altering the Future, if you're ready for it. Are you ready? Hold on one second. Oh, yeah, yeah, please do. All right. Altering the future! So, 88, I'm sure we've done this one. Oh, we go, before we start, we got some sweaty spandex buns over here. That's pretty nice for the doctor there. Um... Yeah, Alter in the Future, take you back to 1988, uh, talk about some of the other films that came out the same year, and Dr. West will handle the uh, albums side of it, uh, albums that came out in 1988. That way you get a feel... And I will be interrupting Corey with if any time Joe Spinelli is shown in this film. Yes, there will be Undertaker promos cut during this, so I'm going to make this short and sweet, try to anyway. I think we might have done this a couple times. Uh, doesn't matter. We'll just run through them. I'm literally just going to do these as fast as possible. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, essential films or films that I think need to be mentioned here. Um, and if I leave any out, it's it's just whatever. Um, got Missing in Action 3. Uh, we got Young Guns. That's, that's for the doctor. Um... We got Red Scorpion, Dolph Lundgren. We got Monkey Shines. We got uh, 
I'm gonna get you, sucker. We got red heat uh, above the law, which is Steven Seagal. Um, what else we got? Mississippi Burning. Uh, got Die Hard. I've got a fucking ad. Hold on. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, I do too. I got one in four <laughs> seconds. Right when it gets to the fucking okay. satanic ritual, goddammit. Now on Fox. Now on Fox, it's cop glorification with Jessica Alba. <laughs> From the producers of Bad Boys. Oh, there's Ernie Hudson. No shit. That's awesome. I'm glad that motherfucker's still working. He's actually... Is it the thing for the, the car insurance? Now I'm getting Jessica Alba and Gabriel Union are police officers. L.A.'s finest oh, this he, fall. He, he has some really, like, sad, depressing... Alright, I'm, pa- I'm paused. Oh, you're waiting. Uh, Michael Jackson, Moonwalker. Hairspray. Uh, school Days. Oliver and Company. Great Disney movie. Pippi Longstocking. Uh, Cocktail. Bull Durham. Mystic Pizza. Uh, what else we got? Trying to find some good ones here. Some of these are just fucking awful. Uh, Willow. Let me know when the ad's over with. Oh, I'm, I'm rolling. Shit, okay. Well, I see this guy's pacing around on it's the street. Just I mean, I... Okay. Uh... The Deadpool. Let's say Coming to America, Coming to America. Um, tequila, tequila Sunrise. It's the one with uh, Mel Gibson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Kurt Russell. Uh, Red Heat. I don't know if I said that one. Um, Jackie Chan's Police Story 2. Um, Mac and Me, Land Before Time, uh, Big Top Pee Wee, Pee Wee Herman movie. Uh, That's really bad, actually. Yeah, I, I've never seen that one. Uh, Akira, it's a great anime movie. It's one of the goriest ones for sure. Uh, Rambo Three. Crocodile Dundee 2. Rambo 3 is actually a fun movie. It is. Uh, Scrooged, the Bill Murray 12 Days Hilarious. of Christmas movie. It is, it is really good. Stop the goddamn hammering. <laughs> it is really good. Uh, big, Would Tom you Hanks. Please, for the love of God, stop, stop the, the goddamn hammering. That's great. Would uh, you please stop the goddamn hammering. Uh, big with Tom Hanks. I uh, got My Neighbor Totoro. It's a Studio Ghibli movie. Corey Hart, <laughs> you have evaded me for the European Championship this summer at King of the Ring. <laughs> I will remain king and I will make you rest in peace. <laughs> we got Beetlejuice. 
Who framed Roger Rabbit? Beetlejuice has actually gotten better to me over the years. It has, because I don't really watch it that much, and when I see it, it's just great. It's pretty entertaining. It is, it's awesome. Nice fucking model! It's fucking It's hilarious. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? Alice in Wonderland. That's a different... They've had so many iterations of Alice in Wonderland. That's not the Disney one, it's some other weird one. Uh, but it's worth mentioning, I guess. Um, Corey Hart, <laughs> you listen to me. It's January 22nd, 1995. At the Royal Rumble, you will relinquish your heavyweight title <laughs> to The Undertaker. Then <laughs> uh, you will rest in peace. <laughs> <coughs> we got Short Circuit 2. We got Heather's. Um, got the Hulk Returns. It's with Jack Colvin, Lou Ferrigno. Uh, <laughs> yep. You also got that. You also it's got, awful, but it's amazing. You also got that Star Trek movie too, the one one zero zero one zero zero one, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, the Naked Gun, Scooby Doo, and the Reluctant Werewolf. Bloodsport Twins I love that movie Grave of the Fireflies That movie's very depressing uh, Rain Man uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage in Vampire's Kiss uh, Rain Man was actually remade It's actually Wheelchair Fucker Man Yeah, it's Wheelchair Fucker Man uh, Got Cocoon, The Return It's one of Dr. West's favorites you always mention those awful films. I know. <laughs> you started this podcast. It's like, like, you're like, batteries not included. I'm like, can I kill you? <laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Ernest Saves Christmas. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a fantastic film. It is very good. Uh, okay. Yeah, Caddyshack 2, Moving with Richard Pryor, Arthur 2 on the Rocks with uh, Martin Short. Um... Police Academy 5. Trying to see if there's anything else. Johnny Be Good. The Great Outdoors. And then I'll just get right into the nitty gritty here. Did I say License to Drive? License to Drive. Um, I think I said that. I've been repeating a bunch of these. Okay. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I'll try to save the horror movies for last. I'm just going to run through them. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Child's Play. Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. Phantasm 2. 976 Evil. Uh... The Serpent and the Rainbow, Night of the Demons, Waxwork, Ghoulies 2, Poltergeist 3, Slugs, Slime City, The Brain, Necromancer, The Layer of the White Worm, Dead Heat, The Unholy, uh, Destroyer, Pulse, Brain Damage, Grotesque, which we did recently, um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, Ghost House, uh, The Blob, 
which is the first thing we ever did on this podcast. Um, this was the blogcast, if that's what you called it. Yep, Zombie 3, which is the uh, Fulci film. Or that he hated. Yeah, okay. that he hated. Which he, there was like a million directors on that movie. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Critters 2, Maniac Cop, another one of Dr. West's favorites, The Nest. <laughs> Dead Ringers. I don't think so. <laughs> Dead Ringers. Dead Ringer, I like. Edge, Dead Ringers, excuse me, Edge of the Axe. And the last movie I'm going to mention on this list is They Live. And that concludes the films of 1988 for Altering the Future. And now. Oh! We got another dead titty. Undertaker and twenty and about a twenty eight twenty six. You see uh, uh, some more Mister Skinless here, some uh, titties, and he is actually grabbing her dying buns while he's just kind of talking to her. It's very maniac uh, this this role, and uh, she's nice and slashed straight down her uh, down her titties there. So I don't know if you're into that, and you know if you are, don't you know just kind of. Go about your ways, I guess. Maybe get some mental help. But uh, twenty-eight, twenty-six. There's Mr. more Mister Skinless with uh, some titties, but there is some carnage involved in in the titties. It's not just a fun little rack rack unveiling. It's a uh, it's a death scene. So just uh, heads up on that one. But it's tits. So there you go. Mister Skinless is always here for you, and we here at Phantasm want you to empty your sack. <laughs> In Omaha Civic Center in Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> you will surrender the European title to me. If you lose to me, you will face your own brother, Brett, in a hell in the cell. <laughs> and in your house, beware of the dog. <laughs> At the Florence Civic Center in Florida, South Carolina. <laughs> and you will rest in peace. It's funny because I don't. I'm actually having a lot of fun with this. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like two seconds behind you, so you say it right before he comes on, so I know when he's about to, and it makes it actually more enjoyable. <laughs> he was like Corey Hart, and then you know, which is funny because every time you say Corey Hart, I'm just like, I wear my sunglasses. That's all I can think of, but it's funny. Corey Hart, <laughs> and in your house, international incident. <laughs>
It's <laughs> fucking good. But yeah, I don't know. You know, he's got this. I don't know what he's doing. He's just killing all these women, and you know, I guess this guy already knows. Oh, he got there. He goes. He got manhandled. It's hard to know because I really don't know what's going on. Uh, other than he's just killing women, I don't know if this guy figured it out. He's trying to scalpel them in the in the fucking nads, I guess. But see what some audio is doing right here. Is he stabbing him? Some good, uh, some good uh, music there. Some good scoring. Wee wee wee. Coming up next, a special guest is going to be talking about his match coming up at In Your House against Corey Hart. <laughs> oh damn! Corey Hart, you son of a bitch! This is Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> at In Your House. And in your house buried alive, you're not just facing the Undertaker, you're going to face me at the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. You son of a bitch, you're going to think, you're going to find out why 316, I kick Corey Hart's ass. <laughs> not a very good Stone Cold, but I tried. I can do a pretty good Stone Cold, I think. Well, hold on, I'm not done yet. I'm Corey Hart. <laughs> and in your house, buried alive. This old Stone Cold Steve Austin is gonna lay a finger on you oh, at God. the Market Square Arena in Indianapolis, Indiana, until he faces me. We will face all three of each other in a three-way hell in the cell for the European Championship. <laughs> the European Championship is a belt that should have never been getting rid of by Triple H and his bullshit proxy. <laughs> the Undertaker will bring it back as I take it and put it around my waist as I steal it from you, Corey Hart. You will rest in peace. <laughs> that fucking old jogger dude just like fell into like a blood pile. It's pretty awesome. Dude, the fact that they don't use the European Championship just makes me hate it, you know? That was my favorite. I just watch NXT. That was my favorite championship growing up. It really was. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. It's beautiful and like so many. It was it was a very very prestigious belt. Like when people won that, it was like the shit. I think the first European champion, if I'm not mistaken, was Shawn Michaels. I think. Uh, that sounds right. Either that, or it was the last one he won to become a Grand Slam champion. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm a little rusty on the wrestling knowledge. Been a long time, but you know, here we are. That dude looks like Barney from Napalm Death in this scene. I don't know what he's talking about, but get some dialogue here. See what the fuck they're talking about. So I don't know. Probably a drifter. No, no, because a drifter wouldn't stay long. You know, he's too normal. These are all heavy New Yorker assholes right here. No, he's not a drifter. How about a college kid? He's never had any trouble with me before. They can't even drink here. This town's dry. This town's dry. It's dry because Stone Cold Steve Austin came and drank a of beer after giving you some Stone Cold Stunners. Oh, you're going to start using that police dragon again. If you want to be a cop, you should have taken a test. Yeah, no police. You think just because I'm a security guard it means I can't solve a crime? That I can't make arrests? <laughs> this movie's great. 
Think I can't make a decision past the academy that I can't make a race? What else we got here? I'm charging my device here. It's been on and off all fucking day. I will say one thing. What, what was I looking at a minute ago? <clears throat> You're not going to say anything. <laughs> you will listen to The Undertaker. You listen to me, Corey Hart. Even with your tag team partner, Glenn Jacobs, you will not beat me at In Your House Mind Games for <laughs> the WWE Heavyweight Championship of the World at Core State Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> at Mind Games in your house, you will surrender the heavyweight title to me. And you will... Rest in peace, Corey Hart. Rest <laughs> in peace. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, it says, we are excited to announce our new Seven Dust record, Blood and Stone. It's out October 23rd. <laughs> Thought you should know that. What? It said, <laughs> October 23rd, Blood and Stone by, uh, by uh, Seven Dust is coming out. So, just so you know. Yeah, it's, it's you can't the wait. Most random thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> it's also offensive. We're probably gonna have to have you. I can't wait. Censored for that. I can't wait that it's until it comes yeah. out. Oh, I got an ad by the way. It's Fox Nation celebrating America. All right, it's back already. So I don't even. It's not going to be the music, but I'm having a lot of fun pretending I'm the Undertaker tonight. So just bear with me. Yeah, you're good. <clears throat> But yeah, just you know, for your birthday, I'll, I'll pre-order that Seven Dust album for you if you want it. You listen to me, Corey Hart, <laughs> at In Your House Final Four at the UTC Arena in Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> I will face your best friend since you're injured for the European Championship. Doug the Giant Dobbs will be <laughs> in a hell of a sale match. <laughs> For the European Championship. And Doug the Dobbs. <laughs> Doug the <laughs> Dobbs. Dobbs. It's funny because this part he's on the phone, so he's like on the phone being like, Doug the Dob Dobbs will rest in peace. <laughs> oh, shit. the fuck's she doing? I'm just gonna lazily walk up to this house. All I have to say is that in your house, revenge of the taker, that's me. <laughs> I will face in an elimination chamber match at Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. <laughs> I will face Doug, the Big Show Dobbs. <laughs>
and will raise finally the dead man will raise his heavyweight championship again in Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. <laughs> You forget something. Oh my rest God. in peace. Yeah, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah, that fucking burger looks like an actual fucking cow patty. It doesn't even look real. It looks like they got like a like a gag burger from Spencer's Gifts and fucking threw it in there. <laughs> like this film, this film's so low budget. Yeah, this shit ain't. This show is so fucking, uh, show, this movie, so low budget that they actually have, like, a fake hamburger. You listen to me, Cory Bulldog, <laughs> you can go by your new name, put it in your house, cold day in hell in Richmond Coliseum, Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> you will face me in a hell in a cell match, then a casket match, and you will rest in peace, Cory Bulldog. <laughs> He's about to fucking bulldog this fucking kitchen knife in this bitch's back here. Oh, there she is. Oh, she's just about to light the stove with her fucking dog toy burger. Not this time. Damn. I think you just fucking smothered her in it. That's raunchy. Oh, damn. That is fucking nice. Jesus. Threw her into her own fucking cow pet, her own dog toy burger. Burned her face after he stabbed her. This isn't bad, man. This is uh, some pretty primo stuff. I love the Joe Spinell. The old maniac is uh, doing it big in this movie. Sorry, guys. Hey, we're doing the music real quick, kids. This is going to be fairly quick. Obviously, death metal. We are back to altering the future. Back, you know, back to altering. I'm going to run through this real quick. Uh, I want to shout out to Jeff Thorpe from Vicious Rumors. Great guy. Uh, that interview will bear a lot of days someday on Godless Evens, but we never know when and where. So we might just... Dictator was an album that came out in 1988. It was really cool. We might just throw uh, it up eventually. Nicaragua from Sacred Rite. Love it. We'll this podcast, but I still like him. Uh, well, real quick, we got a Mr. Skinless Interruption at 4147. Well, we got some shower titties going on, and she's about to die, too. So get your wackies on quick, because it's coming. And, uh, yeah, Mr. Skinless, it's number three or four in this film. It's been a lot of it, so good old wet shower titties. Uh, them, them from King Diamond, uh, Death Leprosy. So there's one Death Metal album. So good. Chuck was really awesome. Uh, Chuck. Uh, let's see here what we got. Love you. God, that's uh, fucking gross. Your face is like charred. Metal from Pantera. Oh, yeah. Um, face is charred boiling. That was gross. Malicus uh, Malfocasha Chronicum. No Place for Disgrace from Plasma Jetson under the influence from Overkill. Dimension Hatros for Boy from Boybon, Forbidden Evil from Forbidden. Another classic Bay Area band. It is. Vicious Rumors, Forbidden is another unsung heroes of that scene. Absolutely. Uh, 
Jason Bathory. Uh, Frolic Through the Park from Death Angel, their best album. State of Euphoria, the best album from Anthrax. Oh, yeah. Uh, so far, so good. So what? Not anywhere close to my favorite, but they were still good. Then he was still doing heroin and cocaine and Democrats. So yeah, it was great. Giving that album. Speed uh, metal. New Order from Testament. Shout out to Eric Peterson. Uh, Four of a Kind, my favorite album from DRI. Oh, it's good. Uh, Punishment for Decadence, classic, classic corner. Um, and and just a great album. It Survive is. from Nuclear Assault, always was my favorite Nuclear Assault album. Love it. Uh, Eternal Nightmare from Violence, and then South of Heaven from Slayer. And that is the music albums of 1988. I have to get back to the pay-per-views. You know, uh, yeah, you might do that right now. We got the bodies on hooks here. Very nice. Uh, there is actually just, on an ad, so you may want to pause that. Fuck. Well, very, uh, I will say to break on this movie a second, it is uh, very much Joe Spinell. Like, he sells the role as just, you know, a, a maniac collector killer, you know, as a maniac collects scalps on mannequins and talks to him, he's fucking nuts. This movie's nowhere near as effective, in my opinion, as maniac. No, no. It's pretty gory. It's just, it, it, it's, he's the one that's selling the film as the character. You know, as far as the... The other, you know, Maniac, you had the score by John Chadway, you had the amazing direction, and you had, you know, just the timing when it I'm came back, out. I'm back, I'm back, there's some dude running. And the, the gore yeah. effects, you know, you had Savini doing the gore, and, you know, there's just so much more to Maniac and just how iconic it is and creepy and, and all the things that made it so effective. But this one is uh, effective because of him, you know, and how well he sells a psychotic, you know, stalker murderer. So, yeah, I enjoy it. There's this fucking meathead. Is that where you're at on the screen? There's some meathead walking around, jogging? No, there's chicks jogging. Okay, yeah, they're on the screen right now. But there was a meathead a second ago. There was, yes. Who's oh, it? I think I missed one, so I'm going to go get caught up here, kids. Corey Hart, and in your house, Canadian Stampede at Canadian Airlines, Saddle Dome, Cowboy, Alberta, Canada. This was the home of the flames, actually, for the longest time. It still may be, actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> You will face me, Corey Hart. And thanks to Commissioner Gorilla Monsoon, Doug, the Big Show Dobbs is not allowed in the building. You will face me alone, Corey Hart, <laughs> in a casket match, and you will rest in peace. <laughs> that dude just did the Rocky thing on that stage. The fucking dipshit. We got our boy Joe Spinell. Now he's got a dude. He's combing a dude's hair. He might act. I don't know what the deal is with this. Hang on, let me let me get some dialogue here real quick. She said it's not unusual for guys Nick's age to take it's over. Not unusual head. for yeah, guys Nick's age. So why don't you call the police? It's not unusual to have Jeffrey Combs do a dildo show. It's not unusual to be re-analator. <laughs> Not on you. Watch him come. Not unusual to charge a thousand dollars for his voice. Not unusual for him bend over and take a dildo. Ready for some prostate fucking cum fun. Yeah, you're gonna see some anal leakage, folks. Jeff Combs is gonna be live. 
on pay-per-view. It's called Re-Analator. And, and he will be massaging his prostate for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> and we're going to make sure that he's, uh, you know, he's been quarantining and not and not uh, releasing his fucking bag for at least a month and a half <laughs> while he's doing nothing but watching uh, right, porn. Right, looks like Randy when he's looking for internet on South Park. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a hot Randy he's got to release, so he's, he's going to do it all on you, pay-per-view. You ever see that where Randy like, watches all that porn which comes all over the fucking entire thing? Yeah, it's the, they're making fun of the grapes of... Yeah, they're making fun of the grapes of wrath and... He ends up, uh, you know, they have no internet, so the the internet goes out. So that it's basically like Grapes of Wrath, where they're all in, like going to California in like these wagon cars, and he ends up breaking into like the only little place that has internet and jacking off to like Japanese puke porn, and they find him in there like he's just emptied his fucking sack all over himself, and he's like, "It's ectoplasm. There's a ghost in here." <laughs> it's fucking gross. It's funny though. But yeah, that's 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 not even close to to just the the amount of of just goo that's gonna be. Uh, I mean, whenever this is done, you know, J- Jeff Combs is gonna look like a fucking Gigi Allen concert. So just gonna yeah, he's gonna look like a Japanese Bukaki girl. That too, yeah. And that's all gonna be from him massaging his butt. With uh, various dildos that are donated uh, by you, the fans. You know, whenever you pay a thousand dollars, you know he'll he'll shove whatever you want in his ass. You know, colors, shapes, sizes, uh, Marvel characters, um, all kinds of stuff. You know, they got the Iron Man dildo and the Incredible Hulk dildo. They also have the Jolly Vibrating Cucumber. So, not a superhero. But it is a super dildo that's going to be shoved directly up <laughs> Jeff Combs' ass for the pay per view, <laughs> and it's on. It'll be on demand, especially the, you know. The <laughs> we also have a, a special giveaway going on. Well, what we do is we take your favorite candy, say for example Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> we open it up. We open it up and stick it inside uh, Jeff's prolapsed anus. <laughs> And then we stick it back into a, a gift baggie, like a Ziploc baggie, like a sandwich bag, like you took your peanut butter and jelly to school with and traded to kids yeah. for ham sandwiches if you were allergic to it like I was. And we're going to send you your Jolly Rancher, and it's going to be coated in Jeff's uh, rectal, rectal fun. <laughs> fucking prostate goo. Right. <laughs> fucking, oh man. Do you listen to me? <laughs> you will face me, Corey Hart. <laughs> I think the all these. Review before at SummerSlam, I defeated Doug the Big Show Dobbs. <laughs> you will face me, Corey Hart, at Ground Zero in your house, Louisville Gardens, Louisville, Kentucky. You will face me. I think all these. And you will rest in peace, Corey Hart. I think just every, like Dobbs. <laughs> I think everybody in this scene is going to be in a casket match here. We're going to have a good. Need to take a piss real fast. 
interrupt this this broadcast. You will. You listen to me, Corey Hart. That <laughs> bad blood in your house at the Kill Center in St. Louis, Missouri, on October fifth. You're gonna face me one on one. Last man standing, Corey Hart. Last man standing, and then you will rest in peace and give me your European title. Shout out to you, okay. sir. titles matches Intercontinental. Yeah, on a side note, I don't know what they're doing with Adam Cole, but I just love that guy. He's so much fun. He is. Uh, let's see here. Uh... Yeah, so this, you know, this movie uh, really has a good flow to it so far. Really liking the gore. They did an NXT in their house, which was really cool. Yeah, they did recently. They had, like, the set and everything. It was actually a lot of fun. I hope they keep doing that shit. That shit's awesome. I think they will. They'll bring stuff back. It was good for the quarantine thing to kind of, um, you know, explore with different things like that. It was funny because it was Hunter and Sean and fucking Road Dog on there fucking running the thing. It was uh, laughing my balls off. Nice. I don't have the network, but I watch it illegally. Thank you. Ooh. Well, now they're in an old movie theater. Always wanted to own a old movie theater not even to house it to the public I would just go in there and watch movies by myself you know just you know screen whatever yeah, I want yeah I had his own private movie theater that's what I would do I don't, I don't even mean in, a, in my house like I would actually have a private movie theater but like it's an actual movie theater but I wouldn't let anyone else in just be like is it, be like is this uh I wish they would open that theater up they would remake that theater and I was like oh yeah it is it's just it's just me in there no one else can come in they think it's abandoned but it's just me watching fucking movies by myself or whoever I want to invite exactly Luca from Netcroc can come uh, and the other boy all the boys from Netcroc Chad and Sonny they can they can come along too and uh, Undertaker can come and, and Big Show Dobbs can come Dr. West obviously will be there he'll probably be the Projectionist, since he has the experience. Yeah, 
I don't. I just have to. Jeffrey Combs is definitely going to come. <laughs> to uh, explain the long-running joke, if you're just now tuning into this, and it's from our last episode. Uh, Maybe the filthiest episode we've ever recorded. One of them, for sure. I don't know. I still think the blood rage thing with the pedophile we thought killed himself was pretty bad. Um, you know, he wasn't a pedophile, but it, that's besides the point. Um, <clears throat> go listen to the Blood Rage episode, Matty Way. Um, but a long time ago, I tried to get Jeffrey Combs, you know, from Reanimator and uh, Fifth Element, or not Fifth Element, Frighteners. Uh, we were watching, we were watching. Yeah, yeah, that's not that, not the right movie. It's uh, Frighteners. Uh, <clears throat> I was thinking of uh, <laughs> Gary Oldman's character. Reminds me of fucking Jeffrey Combs' character in The Frighteners for some reason. They're kind of like the same level of weird, if that makes any sense. <clears throat> but anyway, we're, that, since we're watching, since we're watching Castle Freak, is he put is he rubbing a gun on his fucking penis? Well, there must be different parts of this film, because what I just saw was fucking vulgar. Oh, Jesus! Eyeball gore. God! Damn! Right at like, right before like fifty six minutes, and then you get the nice Joe Spinell uh, smile there, it's just a shit eating grin. God damn, that was awful. Whoo! Got some knee hook action now. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful eyeball. There's some good gore in this film. Uh, very, very violent. I feel like this is kind of him going back to the maniac stuff. It is. It really is. He's got his little collection here, and he's just nuts, and I love it. You know, it's good stuff. A lot of fun. Not, not technically like. I mean, it is a slasher. I mean, it's a Joe Spinell slasher film. Uh, not a lot in between it either. It's like every other scene, he's fucking killing somebody. I love it. <clears throat> good pace. It's fucking running, <clears throat> running there, son. Um, oh no, I got an ad in seven seconds. Talking about the pace, and it's like, sorry, you're gonna have to. Right. So, uh, we were watching, uh, for, uh, Sean from Ingested. Uh, you can check out that. Check out, yes, please. You're watching Thursday Night Baseball on Fox, where the Mets give up fucking eight runs in the bottom of the eighth. Um,. Thanks for showing me this. I don't know why there's Fox ads all of a sudden on here. I guess because I don't, I, I don't, I fucking rip their games on the internet, so I can suck my balls. Um, all right, ad complete. Three, two, okay. You can press it now. So yeah, Jeff Combs. Uh, we were watching Castle Freak, the episode before this. If you haven't checked it out, please do. Um, it's got an interview. The doctor interviews uh, Sean of Ingested. They got their new album coming out as well. Only Where Gods May Tread. And that's on Unique Leader. And that comes out in August as well. I believe the August 14th or 15th. Uh, so definitely check that out as well. Uh, shout out to the Ingested guys. Um, yeah, so Jeffrey Combs is in the Castle Freak movie. Full Moon Pictures movie. And... Uh, it ends up being just a really weird movie. Uh, by the way, we got Mr. Skinless here at fifty-seven forty-seven. Uh, you got some 
We've got some more rackage going on. There's a lot of titties in this movie. So there's there's about to be some more titties from another a second set of titties here possibly, but she's got to answer the phone first. Very typical. This one's talking on the phone while she's getting her fucking nipples ate like it's Baskin Robbins. <clears throat> but anyway, <clears throat> so we got uh, a long time ago. I'd asked Jeffrey Combs to come on this podcast. It was like the year that we started, I think. And I got a hold of the agent guy, and he told me that it would be. $1,000 for him to do a two-hour interview, which I didn't ask for a two-hour interview. Uh, I asked for, you know, just like maybe 30 minutes or whatever. And he was like, well, how much do you think is a fair price for his time? And I was like, uh, well, we don't pay for interviews, so, you know, that's that goes against what we do on this podcast, so you can just have that there. You know. Enjoy. <clears throat> so yeah that was the end of that so in the middle of me reading the actual email exchanges uh, Dr. West came up with the uh, <laughs> the wonderful Phantasm Presents um, Jeffrey Combs Dildo Show which will be on pay-per-view coming this October <clears throat> so yeah Gonna be a thought because if we're uh, gonna rent him for a thousand bucks, he's gonna be prolapsing his anus with a bunch of dildos. So he's gonna be sitting on Pepsi cans. Um, I mean, it's, it's a prolapse gate pay per view extravaganza. Yeah, it's, it's gonna look like a turned out fucking sock, a turned out pink sock. And he's doing it all for you. He's he's you know reanimating his sack into his face, and you know it's. It's a little much for some people. Um, he's, he, we've got some random fans like wheelchair fucker that are going to take his filthy socks off and lick his feet while he's dildoing himself. <laughs> um, we've also got another another guy that works for us. His name is uh, Colby East. Yeah, and he's going to be uh, urinating on patrons. So we're still trying to you know, keep it safe. <laughs> They're still trying to keep it safe and everything, but he's actually going to, like, McDonald's arch, like, pee on people from, like, six feet away. Right. Like, you know. His urine's going to be clean because he's going to be drinking nothing but gallons and gallons of water. Yeah, it's just going to be, like, a, you know, just a pure stream of fucking urine. And we're going to try to make people, you know, open their mouths. And, you know, you give them, like, five bucks or something, they'll pay to get in. But, you know, you can win your money back, or you can win some cool, like, swag bags, like, you know, get free, you know, get some merch. And, like ESPN says, water sports are back, so. Right. So you're going to have people in the crowd, imagine sitting down. And don't worry, don't worry, Colby <clears throat> East will be wearing a mask, Wilshire Parker will be wearing a mask, too. He's going to be wearing a gimp, uh, a gimp mask. <laughs> and that way his sock and quarters bag isn't showing. <laughs> It's like a rice. It's it looks like a fucking rice sock, like the ones you heat up in the fucking microwave to put on your knee. <laughs> it's just a fucking rice but sock bag. <laughs> the other thing that we've not talked about yet is that there is um, the official Godless Heathen slash Phantasm slash whatever you want to call it 
amusement park that we're opening here in Hollywood, California. Oh, I didn't even know um, that. Let's talk about it for a second. What's that? So I didn't even know about that. Let's talk about it. Yeah, so we're opening that up, and um, I've got a friend of ours running a situation for us. Um, it's, it's called The East. And... Uh, Basically, what it is is you can go in. Um, prostitution is legal in this in this uh, amusement park. Um, everything's of age, of course, eighteen and older. We don't fuck around with that. Um, there is an IMAX theater that's going to show the Jeff Combs Dildo Show in IMAX there for patrons that they get to watch it on pay per view. <laughs> um, it's only the it's only the highest quality of digital sound <laughs> and projection. We're gonna have we're gonna have a um, iPhone peak show, <laughs> and what that is is that it's it's kind of complicated, but basically what it is is the iPhone peak show <laughs> is you. You give us your iPhone, we keep it, and then you get into the peep show. <laughs> so it has to be the newest model of iPhone, and we ask that you please wipe those clean for us before we get them. Uh, that way, you know your personal information, anything like that on there. And then we'll have you know very special guests, of course, in the peep show for you to look at. You know, whatever you're interested in, it's all there. Um, we've got. Uh, a, a um, gathering uh, area in there. Of course, we do enforce social distancing, so you need to be at least 20 feet apart from everyone. Um, and what you do is it's, it's like a gathering hall, but you have to stay 20 feet apart. It's, it's kind of like a big gymnasium area, the size of it. Um, and all you can do is text the person, so you're not allowed to actually talk to them. Um, it, it's kind of dumb that it was created by Richard Tucker, so I don't really understand it. It's really <laughs> on the phone. Um, but, you know, I like to think of myself kind of like Walt Disney, so it's it's kind of, if Dr. West had his own amusement park, so it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> We're also going to... It's, it's, it's privately funded. Um, there's got other cool stuff that's going to be in there as well, but it's... It's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you more about it on the next episode. There's not a whole lot to talk about we're, yet. We're also going to have it. It's very special. It's the Derek Roddy drag show. <laughs> now, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag on that. So, oh, there's going to be a cat out of the bag. There's also going to be a dick and bag out of the bag. Derek Roddy is actually, he's also a farmer. You know, he's a death metal drummer. He's also a farmer. Um, but what he what he really likes to do, and a lot of people don't know this, you know, he's a snake handler. Yeah, so he's gonna um, he's gonna be in drag a Salma Hayek from from Dust Till Dawn with the, and do the snake dance. <laughs> he, he does that, and then and then uh, with his big fake his big fake uh, Latin titties. <laughs> another thing that he does that's that's quite entertaining is um, he. Um, opens the head of his pee hole <laughs> uh, and then he, he drains like 
cobra and deadly like snake venoms into it and then he fucking urinates it into your face <laughs> it's like um, while he's dressed as some high from Dawn. um and then another thing and I, I didn't I mean you've already kind of the cat out of the bag so I'm gonna go ahead and just let everybody in on this so this one's called um, from spunk till dawn <laughs> And then remember, if you want to catch those dildo shows, you got to go to the Epcot Center. <laughs> yep, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to go over to the, to the fucking, uh, the, the Sperminator exhibit, yeah. which is what we're calling it. So we have that Sperminator, and, and <laughs> you just go in there, and that actually is Jeff Combs. We've actually, because we, we, we do, we, we were, do what we were supposed to do, we gave him a thousand dollars. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, he's going to be our new fucking workhorse. I mean, he's going to be multiple Again, times a day. A show, though. He's only there certain nights of the week. He's there, like, you know, it's dark Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He's there Thursday, there's Friday there, and then it's dark Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah. he's only there a couple of days a week, but, you know. He's got to rest. He's got to rest that. Eventually, we plan to have Tom Savini's asshole there, because he is an asshole. Um... <laughs> But initially, it's going to be Colby East that you're actually fisting. But he, we will have him dressed as Tom Savini with like a '80s feather cut and a mustache. <laughs> and on certain days, you can actually get him dressed in his biker garb when, it, and you can fantasize whether or not <clears throat> you're fisting uh, Dawn of the Dead biker gang Tom Savini anus, or you're, or you're fisting uh, <coughs> Sex Machine from Dust Till Dawn uh, Tom Savini anus. So it's up to you. Right, well you've also, and then for, for a very limited time, because you know we're kind of taking the idea from the pay-per-view, Colby East will also be dressed as Tom Savini from his biker persona from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And uh, he, he's, he's going to just piss all over your face. <laughs> He's in, he's in assless uh, <laughs> denim chaps and, and and his leather garb and he will fucking piss on you as Tom Savini. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. <laughs> he really will. He'll also piss on your Blu-ray if you have him sign it for fifty dollars. He'll pee on it for free. That too, he will. He'll urinate on it. And anyway, we'll have Colby East handling that stuff, and then uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it as far as the part goes. Some other stuff we're working on, you know. But, but my favorite thing that we were working on right now, and, and this is this is a work in progress, but it's it's like a roller coaster. And then the very end of it, you go you go down into what would appear to be water, but it's actually semen. And what we've got is up above the thing. You're going to see it as you hit the semen waterfall. <laughs> it's 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 actually where we literally have Jeff Combs chained up, and he's constantly have his anus just plunge so much that his prostate just empties every bit of semen he can into this pool and that's actually what you're landing is in the you're, you're landing in the in the in the scrotum release the scrotal uh, release from Jeff's from Jeff's overworked 70 year old anus <laughs> into the into the into the coaster sperm pond that you're, gonna, that you're gonna you're gonna find you and your family having fun shooting down into and then of course um, hopefully we don't kill Jeff Gilman. he's agreed to it but we did pay him a thousand bucks so we're getting the most out of his asshole yeah this is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be fucking wore the fuck out afterwards no he might take a you know few days off but I mean it's a thousand bucks so I mean that asshole's getting put to work and that fucking prostate's gonna be fucking <laughs> it's gonna, uh, yeah, be, it's I mean, gonna it's, you've heard of a lot of, a lot of water parks you know and this is connected to that you go there with your friends and family you've heard of a lazy river it's just the it's the lazy sperm hole it's the <laughs> sperm river and you can just get on the, the sperm river and just relax it's the jizzy river um yeah, you can just hang out. It's it's real relaxing and stuff. Not for Jeff, of course, but we're getting a thousand dollars. So if you think about it, when you're on the, when you're riding the the Jizzy River, you know it it really takes you back to when before you even realized you were being born and you were actually a sperm yourself, just floating around. And, uh, sure. You know, in your in your dad's fucking balls, or <laughs> you were <laughs> shot out into the into the uh, egg and, and figuring out what, you know, your your genetic one makeup. The, one of the other attractions, since, you know, we kind of got stuck on this, I'll go ahead and finish saying about some of the other attractions. We have an amazing attraction set up, and of course we have all the permission, you know, of, of, his, of, of his family to do this, and I'm very <laughs> excited to tell you guys about this. So, we have our Friday the 13th Part 2 Memorial. Okay. And we have the legendary Steve Dash, which is Corey's favorite convention convention person he ever met in his life. <laughs> and the the Steve Dash look alike will literally sit there get liquored up on pills <laughs> and, and booze. And 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 it's it's kind of like one of those restaurants where you go in and they, and they treat you like shit the whole time you're there. Well, that's what happens with this. Yeah, like Dick's last resort. It's actually dressed up as Jason. 
and he's just like aggravating you. Like he could go in there and try to do homework and call you a fucking piece of shit and tell you to fuck off. Yeah. Um, or you could go in there and ask that, you know, you, you could go to one of our amazing phantasm uh, uh, salons and, and have your hair done, you know, maybe your girlfriend's hair done. And then Steve Dash walks in and tells you you're a fucking piece of shit and get the fuck out. <laughs> so, so all day, kind of like our our local park themed clown you'll have potato sack Steve Dash look like Jason running around telling you to get the fuck out of the park <laughs> you know if you're in one of our special you know areas where you know like our poop show for iPhone users that want to bring your brand new iPhone and donate to us to get into the poop show um he will come in and force you to come <laughs> Come and go. Let's go. So, you know, you know, Six Flags has Bugs Bunny walking around. We've got we've got a Steve Dash look alike from Friday Part Two. Potato Sack Jason walking around telling you to fuck off. <laughs> um, you try to take pictures with him, he's going to tell you to fuck off. <laughs> if you try to tell him that you were a big fan of his and you'd like to just maybe interview him or talk to him for a few minutes, he's going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. You know. But now, you have to be careful with him, because now, initially, when you meet our Steve Dash lookalike, he's going to invite you to come back and maybe take a couple photos and see if there's anything he can sign for you. But as soon as you actually show back up later in the day with your backpack and goodies, get ready, because he's going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah, once he's had about two Ice House tall boys, he's fucking... <laughs> he's ready to tell you to fuck off. And some Demerol, he's going to tell you to fuck off. Oh, those are some nice dead you know, bodies. I mean, the, the, the truth is, our lookalike, there's nothing he hasn't already told everybody anyway, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's going to be all yeah. fun, you know? And literally, that is, that's going to run throughout the park. So if you ever see Steve Dash somewhere, he may be nice to you initially, but just remember, he's eventually, at some point during the day, going to tell you and your loved ones to fuck off. Yeah, and he's not afraid to do it to, uh, you know. He's not afraid. You know. So yeah, it's an exciting experience coming to you. We're gonna see how the uh, the uh, rental of Jeffrey Combs goes, and if this takes off like we're supposed to, we do have the arrangements already set apparently to do the park. So the other the other thing I wanted to talk about this is this is another very exciting part of the park that I made, and of course we did it <coughs> with conjunct without any permission from Claude Barker. I want to go on the record and say Claude Barker had nothing to do with this. But we've done our minion part of the park from Nightbreed. And what happens in that is you get to learn how to be a really bad actor with Craig Sheffield. We've actually brought Craig Sheffield on. <laughs> and he's going to teach you how to overact. Um, and uh, if, you, if you think you have a shot in the horror business, Craig Sheffield's going to be there because we found him on fucking uh, East and Main giving hand jobs. So we've got Craig in there. And Craig's going to teach you any kind of acting skill you might want. If you think you've got what it takes to be in a Netflix B-movie, maybe you do. Maybe your break's going to come through this with Phantasm and our Craig Sheffer Midian acting course. Also, uh, if you don't think you're going to make it to Netflix... Netflix. Like I said, 
we've helped him out because he was living on a park bench giving hand jobs, <laughs> and now he's actually going to be teaching acting stuff at our Phantasm Acting School, and our, and our completely without any permission committee and recreation where he's going to teach you the different rules of the labyrinth and media and night breathing that awful film and and uh, tell you any kind of thing you might want to know about that film and, and how you can also overact and and get put in a B film that becomes idolized by lots of hipsters. And it's, it's, it's completely part of the experience if you don't have to pay extra for that. Um, now, I will say this. Craig does need fucking money to live on. You know, he wants a fucking BK Whopper mill on the way home. He's going to probably want a little bit of cash for that hand job. So he yeah. jacks you off. <laughs> You know, just accept it. You know, and you know the cool thing is we've actually. Re- five bucks, so he can get a fucking BK Whopper meal deal. The way home. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> and you get to shoot your fucking Texas hot sauce all over the floor. So it's a win-win either way. Just, oh shit! So somebody's not dead. Coming soon. But listen though, it's coming soon. That that's that's. Uh, completely unauthorized Clyde Barker's Midian Night Park excuse me Midian Night Creek set in our Phantasm Park and again I just want to again extend our our huge thanks out to Craig Shepard who we kind of given fucking hand jumps on a park bench he's going to be any kind of great acting lesson that you could ever ask for in your life and he's got 8 by 10 for sale and look, all you have to do is either let him jack you off and give him a little bit of cash, or just bring him bring him a fucking happy meal. You know? like no, no, ap- no apples and like and like health stuff. Make sure they throw that shit out. Put some large fries. Yeah, he needs some. Du- he needs some double fries, not that fucking apple slices pussy you know, shit. Yeah, no, no, no kid wants apple halves and a fucking dairy product for fucking for lunch. They want fucking. You need to fucking give him a fucking eighties fucking. Happy Meal that has fucking cookies and shit and fucking, <laughs> you know, fries and cheeseburgers and that motherfucker. Now, just, just to, to save the authenticity. And, look, uh, and this is also something, real, one more thing I wanted to say. If you guys want to buy in, it's only $10. Um, Craig will actually dress up as the hamburger and jack you off. <laughs> so, if you want to get jacked off by the hamburger, um... And you, you've heard of the band Max Sabbath. It's like McDonald characters that play Black Sabbath. We don't have permission for them whatsoever, but we do have Craig dressed that has the Hamburglar. Yeah, it's called it's called Jack it. Sabbath. And, and, and now listen, and he's actually doing. It's actually no. It's called Metallica. It's him doing Metallica songs dressed as McDonald characters. Oh so, yeah. You know. Help Craig Sheffer out. Corey did. Corey spent thousands of dollars on not breeding memorabilia. We're yeah. doing it all unauthorized. Like I said, we've helped somebody. We've, we've brought a person that was given hand jobs on a park bench, and now yeah. he's dressed as Hamburglar and he's doing covers again. That again, that's Max Talica. Um, and uh, you know, it just you know, help Greg out. He's going to teach you how to act, too. So. And he'll give you a hand job. So. Yeah, just to, uh, you know, help with the authenticity of this, too. Not only do we have the Nightbreed part of the park, the uh, Midian set, but we also have a, to scale uh, replica 
of the food lion that he hides behind. <laughs> he fucking asks for change to whack people off. <laughs> now this is a very this is a pop up food lion replica, so it's only going to be there for a very short duration of time. So you're going to have to go in there if you want to get the <laughs> if you want to get the authentic food lion experience. We actually do sell uh, the authentic groceries in there, and the same. You know, it's a it's a pop up shop, so you can get anything like you would in the normal store. But it's it's only there as long as we have Craig in there, fucking behind it, whacking people off for ten dollars. <laughs> and you know, listen, and Corey didn't want to let the cat out of the bag on this. So I'm gonna go ahead and do it. And he'll put he'll put your card away for you too. He'll put his card he away. Can't reveal his identity on here for for legal reasons, but we do have a professional grocer. The Grim Grocer will be handling all your grocery needs at Food Line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're so thrilled about this experience for you guys. It's just going to be an ultimate. You know, if you ever wanted that piece of shit fucking grocery store back, I mean, this is the time to go. And if you've ever just wanted to have the real food lion experience and the uh, the double shot of of a uh, Craig, you know, the Craig Sheffer uh, experience, you just walk on behind there after you get your fucking groceries and he'll just fucking <laughs> jack you off. For anybody, for anybody out there that's like me, that, that, that likes some of Craig's other work, we have a very, very special experience for you. And I want to share this with you real quick and then we're kind of running over here, but I wanted to tell you about this as Corey kind of brought up the food line thing. So not only can you get jacked off at a park bench <laughs> near the food line at a pop-up food line, um, but this is, this is something, you know, and a lot of people are excited about this, and again, but... Um, <laughs> He was in one of my favorite John Hughes movies, and for legal reasons, I can't say what that movie is on here, but um, some kind of wonderful. But anyway, <laughs> so instead of Leah Thompson, they actually dress you in kind of like a preppy 80s girl outfit, and then Craig drives you around in his 5.0 Mustang, and, and then at the end of the experience, for only a generous $20, Craig will actually give you a rim job. <laughs> With the top down. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess he's always driving around being a dick in that movie with the top down. So he's, he's And he's going to give you a lot of fun with your top down. So, yeah, he's going to do he did uh, top down, bottom up. <laughs> right. And again, don't forget to try some of his acting courses. And, you know, um, of course, another thing that, you know, Corey didn't want to pull a surprise with this, Craig is also our butcher in Food Line. In between his yeah. uh, sessions of jacking off. <laughs> now, when he's giving you the the fucking Mustang top I mean, down. You've never you've never had deli cuts like this. Do you go visit Craig's Deli Selection in Food He knows how to do hors d'oeuvres. You know, and and, and this is all part of our media experience. A lot of people have never seen the director's cut that that Corey got to see in Claude Barger's hotel room, which is another story for a different podcast. Wait, you got the director's cut, and then you got the manager's... (laughs) You got... All of the evil that generated food medium was from the food line, which was actually... And this is another surprise. We didn't want to tell you this, but, you know... (laughs) 
the guys had such an amazing directorial debut. I just want to go ahead and just let this out too. David Cronenberg is our manager of Food Line. <laughs> no, but the, that's that's right. There's the famous the, Canadian horror director that talks shit about John Carpenter. Any <laughs> he is actually there, hands on, and you can actually be a bad boy for a day at Food Line with David Cronenberg as your boss, Craig Shepard as your coworker as the butcher. Yeah, there was the, there's the director's cut, and then there's the fucking manager's choice. <laughs> the the closeout Cronenberg special. <laughs> the best part is that he'll walk around and and, and uh, point to different people and and tell them to open another lane, even when it's not crowded. He just wants to be a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, but what the of course, David David's gonna be hands on there too, letting everybody sample his new fly burgers made with real fly and hair meat. Oh, um, and it's the it's the Brindle burger. <laughs> And if you want to get some uh, the the Goldblum regurgitation sauce, then it's special. You know, it's a <laughs> we don't know what's in it. We don't want to tell you, but it's the, you got some regurgitation sauce. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, that secret sauce is probably Combs's. I mean, Jeff is. We gave Jeff a thousand dollars, so his sauce is all throughout our park. Especially in that uh, food line, he was fucking dumping fucking loads in there. <laughs> Because we want to have you an authentic Food Lion shopping experience, and what better way to shop Food Lion than to have somebody fucking masturbating their fucking anus with a dildo in there? And like I said, you've not tried anything until you stop by Craig Shepherd's Deli and try Chef's Chef. Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable. And we're doing the top down, bottom up experience with Craig and his Mustang while he's fucking giving you a rim job. Uh, if you if you get him the two for three uh, BK big stacks, he'll fucking he'll fucking he'll fucking give you a reach around too. <laughs> so it's twenty dollars for the ride experience plus the rim job, and then if you just give him you know the the BK double stack meal. He'll, he'll jack you, know, you off. You guys are going to get hungry doing all this fun. I'm also happy to announce right now our partnership illegally with Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Burger King actually connected outside of the of the parking lot where you can actually recreate the park bench stuff where Craig's had rough times. <laughs> he can actually give you head out there in front of the Burger King. But since this whole um, park is still centered around Jeffrey Combs, it's going to be a, wait, it's going to be a special promotion. It's called Burger Combs. Listen, listen, to this. listen, if you go out to the park bench in between Food Line and Burger King in Midian in our not breed spectacular, completely unauthorized by Claude Barker, um, the one thing I just want to say is when you're there with Craig having a few moments with him, whether it's talking about acting or you're coming, have it your way. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, be sure to head over to Burger Combs where he's fucking in there fucking <laughs> flipping burgers with dildos. His screen uh, used Jeff, dildos. Jeff not, for sanitary reasons, we're just joking about that. Jeff is not allowed near any of our no, not the actual, not the actual food. We want and, you to be uh, safe and healthy and eat but, our greasy burgers. Um, I, I do want to announce though that, uh, and and on days where Jeff is not available, we will introduce 
and I'm excited to do this tonight on this podcast, we will introduce the Cronenberg Come Show. We'll be back <laughs> fucking with Dildo as well. Um, it's going to go straight up, straight up his arrogant Canadian ass the whole time. Just like LeBlanc that trolls our page, he's going to get fucked hardcore style with that fucking Dildo. <laughs> So, you know, but remember, he's also the manager of Food Line, a pop-up Food Line. You can, you can, <laughs> you can go <laughs> say hi to him. You can get your fucking North <laughs> South Carolina grocery needs that are California theme park themed with fucking, uh, that redneck dumps fucking own Food Line. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And don't forget to stop by and say hi to Chef, Chef, Chef. Chef, Chef, and... And also the, the grim, the grim grocer too. He's a hell of a fucking chef, man. He'll he'll get those deli trays out to you, and he'll <laughs> jack you off, and give you acting lessons, and take you through Midian. He can jack you off in Midian if you want. Hell, he'll fuck your wife in Midian if you want him to. Yeah, and, and don't um, forget, he'll take you out to the back of food line and fucking give you a our, job. One of our patrons, you know, um, which it was a sample patron, was a wheelchair fucker. He decided to go and, and try the, the chef chef experience with us. He had one of his cheese deli trays. He couldn't shit, so Craig peed on him, and then that was over. So, <laughs> you know, he had a great time, you know. And uh, it's it's just a, it's a full experience. Hope you guys are excited about. We're excited to announce it on here. Of course, we've got to do a few more pay-per-views to pay for it. But, and again, none of this absolutely was authorized by any of these people. You know, so we've done this illegally. So it's kind of a uh, dark web theme park, if you will. Yeah, it's a little snuff, uh, you know, but, you know, we're, we're doing it for you guys, and we know plenty of you will attend. Listen, we don't take Bitcoin. We just don't. No, you've got to give, you give no. us those debit cards. Um, we take CGC-graded comics. I take that as payment. Um... And then we also pay cash, of course. Um, so yeah, but you can you can actually pay Doctor Vincent Left with CGC graded comic books. Those would be great. Um, I collect those, so I'll take those. Any of those of you guys have to offer us payment, Tanner the Park, that would be very appreciated. I appreciate that very much. Anything vintage, um, uh, and then uh, I guess Corey takes different types of payments, but he's looking for. Uh, He's looking for baseball players for his team, so <laughs> kind of illegals you can get hook us up with so we can get in touch with the Mets and get them on up to the roster. He'll take that. <laughs> um, calm him down a little bit, make him have a better year, so that'd be great. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah don't forget about the blow up food line. We're excited about it. Manager David Kleinberg, <laughs> our uh, butcher slash deli chef, the chef, Craig Shepherd. From Nightbreed, and it's kind of <laughs> wonderful because he hasn't been anything else. I think he was in like Hellraiser 25 or something too, maybe, but um, he's in one of those turds. And don't forget about your uh, your custodian, your custodial worker, uh, Tom Savini, who you know in his off hours when he's not cleaning the toilets and uh, food line pop up, he's going to be uh, letting you fist his asshole. Him, it's it's our it's, it's Colby Weist, but you know we want you to have that. We don't want we want you to have that authentic experience of uh, right. just imagining. Just the same thing with the same thing with the Steve Dash. Like we, well, yeah, we, we want you to feel offended and hurt like Corey was, <laughs> and um, 
humiliated. That's that's our goal with that character. So you know, if you're if you're stopping over at BK, whether it's for a hand job from Craig or you're having a, having a fucking dollar uh, fifty spicy nugget, just remember that you know Steve Dash will come up and tell you to fuck off. <laughs> Yep, when you're in there sharing your fucking chicken fries with your with your girlfriend, he's gonna come over there and tell you to fuck off. He's just gonna be like, look, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing I haven't already haven't already tried at this fucking restaurant before, so why don't you fuck off? <laughs> so yeah, oh. and of course these are also exclusive there too. If you want any of them, we have uh, uh, oh. Uh, I don't Yeah, it's a great experience, and it's free with the park. Of course, the additional merchandise is, you know does cost some some uh, bread, but you know it's all a part of the uh, you know the wonderful experience that uh, the you know the uh, Jeff Combs Dildo Show can bring you. So just we have all this in the works. It's just a matter of time, and whenever you know how successful this this will be, it's all up to you guys to decide. You know and. Uh, Look forward to the food line pop up and Craig Schaefer fucking whacking you off. I mean, it's sky's the in limit, Midian. folks. Yeah, in Midian. Unauthorized, not breed recreation, just for you guys. But yeah, um, the cross <laughs> mortal comes out in August. <laughs> August twenty eighth um, on tank crimes. Yeah, uh, it's good shit. <clears throat> I got the interview um, coming I up. Saw them open for Morbid Angel and Immolation, and they were the best band there. I thought they were fantastic. Um, I also got to see them with it soon, and they were really yeah. good as well. And that was a lot of fun. Interview those cats a couple times. Corey has and done it together. It was the first time I'd interviewed with it. It was very, very nice. Second time we've done together, the first time I'd ever talked to him. So a great guy. Um, and of course, we did track by track in the album. He goes into detail about every one of the tracks. And the album's killer. It's, it's, uh, they're a great death metal band, man. That's, and I love that they're still on like an indie label. They're not on like a major label. There's, those guys are cool, man. They're doing it the right way. Their artwork's awesome. And yeah. Their pre-orders yeah. apparently that record has been real well. You go to their band camp or whatever and buy their notes from them. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think some of these people know what they get into with us. And we've been acting kind of crazy lately. But, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, we, we get... needed this. I think it's a good thing. But, but yeah, that record's killer. And, and check it out. It's awesome. And, Undertaker is out of print, but you can get it off eBay if you want to buy that from Vinegar Central. Or if you, you know, just really want to watch it and you check out this episode and you don't tune in with us and watch the movies as we watch them, uh, it is on Tubi, T-U-B-I, and it's free on most streaming devices. Uh, I, I have it on my Xbox, and I believe Dr. has it on his P- uh, PS4 or his television, uh, and there's other ways to watch and watch on your phone so I mean it's free you don't have to sign up for anything <clears throat> but you do have to give Dr. West your credit card number if you want to sign up through us and give our special discount um so and 
yeah. other thing before we, we wrap this up tonight, I wanted to talk about two other special guests that we have at our, at our park. Um, it's, it's a rough day when you're walking around and you're looking a lot of, you know, whether it's men that turn you on or women and you're, you're really worked up and you need to relieve yourself. Well, we want you to have a free experience at, at Phantasm where you feel completely free to be yourself. So, in partnership with the Atlanta Braves, I'll have to tell you about our Freddie Freeman glory hole. <laughs> and at the Freddie Freeman glory hole, you can kiss on his face, comment, whatever you want to do. Anything that you want to do to Freddie... And he, he's going to give you that first-class, first-baseman treatment. I mean, it's, 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 it's an out-of-this-world experience. So for, and, it's, uh, you go from first base now, to home plate. <laughs> right. And, I'll, and, you know, it'll be the closest thing he ever gets to winning a championship. So, you know, just just go ahead and in there walk in. If you want to piss in his face or come, whatever you want to do, just go ahead and feel free to let it fly on Freeman. Um, and then our, 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 other, our other special guest, and this one's near and dear to my heart, <clears throat> and I want to really kind of just build this one up, um, and it's, it's something that I've worked a long time on, and I really wanted to tell you guys about this, okay? Um, I have a lot of anger problems also suffer from PTSD so sometimes just seeing someone that triggers that <clears throat> can make can make all the world a difference you know sometimes just to kind of pull that anger out and get it out of you so it doesn't ruin your day right so in in partnership with the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> I'm proud to introduce their head coach that fucking weasel <laughs> <laughs> weasel, that cheating fucking weasel that fucked over my Saints last year. We actually have and this is a this is a really cool thing. What it is is um, Mike runs through basically a uh, it's like a like a like a bounce house, like a like a jumping bean area. And, and you can go in there with a you can go in there with a shotgun or a ball bat or a torch and do whatever you want to that fucking weasel. Um, <laughs> anything that you want to do to Mike Zimmerman, he is he is literally the house weasel. You can do whatever you want to that fuck. You, you, know, you put his you want to, nutsack in a mousetrap. You want to put a paint gun in there. You want to do anything you want. And like I said, the only trick is you're in a bounce house, so everything's kind of fucking wobbly. You can just throw him up against the fucking wall of the damn thing. Go ahead. Anything you want to do, you're welcome to do it. And like I said, if you get real worked up and you know that wasn't enough, just don't feel free to feel free the rest of the day to go over to our Freddie Freeman glory hole and feel free and just piss all over his face. <laughs> anything you want to do, and 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 beyond. Listen, and 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 beyond. Behalf of Corey Gorechrist and Dr. Vincent West, I want you to feel free to do whatever you want. To any 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 of our our uh, Freddie Freeman Braves correspondent or Minnesota Viking, feel free to fucking anything you want. Why you want to go in? You want to go in and just defecate in Freddie's face? Go ahead. You know, 
think of hot shit. Yeah, anything, anything you want to do, you know, and and with Mike, like I said, I recommend a shotgun. I like chasing him around that bounce house with a fucking shotgun. <laughs> See how quick that fucking weasel can move. <laughs> you want to go in there? Hey, look, you want to go in there with a crossbow at Mike Zimmerman? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> You want to go in there with a fucking with a fucking spear? And go for it. On behalf of Major League Baseball and the National Football League, we want to thank the worst team in both the Minnesota Vikings and the uh, and the fucking uh, Atlanta Braves. Freeman from the fucking Atlanta Braves for their support and being part of this part for your pleasure. Yeah, but thanks, our, thanks to our uh, glorious sponsors for the Jeff Combs Dildo Show, which is Snickers, uh, Castrol GTX, and Stridex. Face pads. <laughs> and our food line pop up, our, our unauthorized Claude Barker Midian recreation uh, from Nightbreed, and the line, the uh, food line pop up with uh, our manager David Cronenberg, also <laughs> Decker. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of Decker, don't forget to go next door to Burger King get you a double Decker walk. You go eating. Um, and, and say hi to Craig Shepard and get some acting lessons or a hand job. So. Well, of course, it's <laughs> Cronenberg. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be Decker. It's going to be Bagger. <laughs> well, you know, themed up with this, it's a very special thing for me to also just end the show tonight with this announcement. Is, <laughs> uh, Craig is our chef over there. And Cronenberg, you know, is the, the, the food line store manager they got they partnered up with Burger King for the <laughs> for the clone, for the cloning Decker burger <laughs> Cronenberger <laughs> so you so you go for, the, the you double Decker Cronenberger order a cloning Decker burger <laughs> and and it's great uh, your meat is all Midian colored so it's like purple anuses yeah. looking stuff um, and then it's got you know it's got a, a tangy sauce that came from uh, Jeff's prolapsed anus <laughs> um, and just we hope you enjoy the the the, the Cronin Decker burger uh, it's it's really popular um, and like I said you know they need the money you know they're broke so that's yeah. why they're working for us that's why they're you know, prolapsing their assholes and putting dildos up their ass. Like I said, we can't afford to just throw a thousand dollars in every act, every B actor like we did Jeff Combs, but we like Jeff, <laughs> so you know. Yeah, and he's doing a lot. I mean, he's really working that prostate every night. So well, I mean, and the other thing is, I didn't want to give this away, but I guess I might as well just to get everybody excited about it. Our peep show the first week is going to be Jeff dressed as his Andorian self from Star Trek Enterprise, and he's in there fucking jerking himself off. <laughs> He's going to be dressed as an Andorian. That's the one with the antennas for those that haven't watched Star Trek, the original series. And he's going to be fucking just jerking off like he, like, <laughs> in his fucking, in, um, in all his fucking Andorian glory and shooting his Andorian load all over your fucking, uh, view screen there in our, in our iPhone peep show. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, folks. But uh, stick around for the, uh, you know, the the 
Jeff Comp Dildo Show. Be on the lookout for that because that's going to jumpstart this whole thing and the park and all that. So uh, it's up to you to, to make this all just be as big as humanly possible. And really just to watch uh, Jeff Combs just turn into the ultimate uh, catalyst for human depravity and, and uh, sexuality. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's, it's pretty great. We can't thank you enough and, and our sponsors. And uh, Luca, you know, and thank you guys for hanging on <laughs> this, this shit for this part of the uh, episode. Uh, Luca from Necrot. Uh, yeah, Mortal. August 28th, 10 Crimes. Go on the band camp and, uh, you know, buy the album and uh, pre order it. And 10 Crimes has some cool merch too. And there's a lot of merch scattered around different websites. So you go on their Facebook and get updated on that. And, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy the interview Dr. West conducts with Luke of Necrot. And uh, we welcome him back on the show. And, uh, yeah, uh, final thoughts of the movie, because <laughs> we never did that. Uh, you know, I mean... Tardy Brothers. That's bad, and I love that guy. That guy was awesome. Yeah, and it's cool, it was like his last film that he was in, and he pretty much begged to have that role, and he got it, so... Uh, it was a good timing on that, I guess, and it was a very fast-paced movie. Very good slasher. I didn't really think it was going to be a slasher. I, I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect from it. And uh, very gory, a lot of tits. I mean, it's a slasher. And I, I just love seeing Joe Spinell on screen. I really do. I think he's cool as shit. And, uh, he's great, man. Yeah. He's, a, he's a great actor, too. Yeah, he's just good. And, you know, plays a great uh, maniac, great psycho killer. So, um, loved it. So, yeah. That's the verdict on that. Short and sweet. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, stay fucking gory. And stay fucking horny. How are you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you for doing this. We appreciate it. And Mortal looks like it's going to be coming out August 28th uh, on Tank Crimes. And uh, I got to listen to some of the album. It's killer. And uh, if it's cool, we're going to go track by track with you on this new album today. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. And then we'll start off uh, here. If I can get my phone to stop being stupid. Here we go. Uh, Your Hell is track one. If you can tell us a little bit about that one. Well, that's the opening track. 
and it's got like a cool intro leading to like you know the central part of the song and like I think it's one of the most violent songs of the album probably one of the most aggressive both with the lyrics and the music and the, the lyrics talks about like you know the uh, perpetuated uh, trauma that like uh, victim of victims of heavy trauma often perpetuate on the next victim and kind of like the way they find uh, uh, themselves right for a, mo- for a moment in their victim when they realize that they are you know you know they switch roles <laughs> right as you want to say so it kind of talks about that monster and it's called your hell but the lyrics actually never say your hell in the song they say uh, my hell will be yours Very because cool. by you know if you re- recreate that trauma into a, a new person right right exactly and then uh, track two uh, Dying Life track two Dying Life is a mid-tempo kind of song I'm really into it it's got a lot of blast beats and uh, it kind of talks about uh, kind of like the detachment from from your life from your skin from your mortal life like as you die you know, as you go through the process of getting old and dying inevitably. It's like, uh, find that detachment that you will ultimately inevitably find when you are going to die, kind of like before. And like, let go, kind of like you said, like, take my skin, like, let go of your, you know, mortal self, like, right. let go of your body or your limitations and, and like, you know, embrace the fact that you're going to die. And use it like you know as a tool to you know erase or deal with like your fears. Excellent, excellent, and that's one of the tracks I've actually got to hear. Is really good. Um, Did you got to hear the album? Yeah, yeah. I just I haven't got to delve into it as much as I wanted to before I got to talk to you. So, but I I love it, man. I love your old stuff. So awesome. And then uh, let's see, track three, stench of decay. Well, Stench of Decay is like one well, of the shorter, shortest song on the album and one of the most uh, fast and direct. And uh, the lyric uh, talks about uh, society and like the way injustice is perpetuated in, in the world and like the way everything is rotting because of it and the way like, you know, power and greed is making men concentrating on all the wrong things and and just making the world we're living in a fucking horrible place. And the lyrics talk about it, and they talk about, like, you know, the feeling that you get if you're aware, you know, if you're not living in a dreamland bubble, it's like, you know, when you walk out of your house every day, it's like you get that feeling that there is something wrong, that there is a stench of decay, you know, that there is something rotting. And it's like, the reason the lyrics they say, it says, despise this word, and it's like, I think it's the... It's the Part of the process, you need to be start being disgusted with things and and wanting to change. But I acknowledge that, like you know, there is something gigantically wrong that is being perpetuated, and it's like nothing, just the feeling of living in it and acknowledging it as a first step. Right. Excellent, excellent, and again, great track. 
Uh, and then track four, uh, Sleep Forever. Well, Sleep Forever talks again about dying. It's kind of like the central theme of the album called, you know, it's called Mortal. Sure. It focuses on, on that. So, like, at least forever, it's like, uh, it's again, it's like, it's an invitation to, to embrace the fact that you're going to die. And it's like, find comfort into that. You know, you're gonna be relieved of the weight of being alive and all the horrible shit and, like, uh, you know, we'll finally get some ultimate uh, justice and relief and like that's also why people like dark music I think or heavy music is because they do find some kind of comfort in mortality and like yeah Sleep Forever talks about that it talks about when we'll be asleep forever like you know when we're gonna be there it's like uh, it's kind of like he says follow us down to the end it's like come with us to like you know embrace that feeling of like we're all gonna die right it's like Excellent, excellent. I love the the ongoing theme with that. I wasn't sure about the theme of the album. It's very interesting to hear that from me because I it's really cool how it just kind of goes in and out of certain tracks. I love it. <laughs> um, and then track five, uh, Sinister Will. Well, Sinister Will is like a very specific song that talks about people that go to war. They talk about people that they uh, and they doesn't talk like you know specifically about. Uh, Right. For almost no reason. 
and they used like you know your the, the superficies and whatnot. I was telling you to to kind of like send you there and like it's kind of like an, an anti-war song, but like from the perspective of the of the actual soldier more than the perspective of like you know uh, the civilians being killed in the war or right. the people in power that decided to start the war or not. It's actually from the perspective of any soldier that ends up in that situation and the trauma that comes out from it when you come back or when you're still there and realize that like, you know, his greatest purpose might not exist. Excellent. Excellent. And again, I had no idea. That's really interesting as well. Uh, subject matter there for it. Um, and then track six. I think it was like, you know, it's, it's like since war is like such like, you know, you know such a like the, the, the I don't know, it's like such, such like uh, the example of violence and death and whatnot. I felt like it was important to include the subject in the in the album. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, especially from that perspective of the soldier. It's very interesting. Uh, and let's see, uh, track six, uh, Malevolent Intention. Well, Malevolent Intention like, uh, talks about the correlation of like, the correlation between power how it brings out those malevolent intentions that everybody has. I mean, not everybody has. Like, and I'm not trying to picture that everybody's a bad person, but it's like, uh, with power, it's like often comes like, you know, control over other people. With power, it comes also fear of losing that power. So it's like all these feelings related to power uh, brings out like, you know, evil into people and their uh, malevolent intentions talks about that. It talks about like the correlation of power and like doing bad shit, pretty much. Right. Excellent, excellent, excellent. That's a great track. And that, that's also like, it's got like, it's like one of our, uh, I think the sound of that song is closer to maybe a song on our um, third tape, The Abyss, kind of. Okay. I feel like out of the album, that song could have fit it also there <laughs> right for the style of it and whatnot it's kind of like a song that sounds a little bit more how we used to sound now that we have changed our sound that much like you know I mean, it's something that I can notice by being in the band most people won't even realize that we changed that much <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 a killer track uh, I like that one a lot and then of course the last track track 7 the title track Mortal well Mortal is like uh, it's the longest song we've ever done and it's like eight minutes and it's kind of like this epic closure to the album pretty much it's almost like uh it's very repetitive and slower and uh i don't know i feel like we really pushed our our limits with that song of being like uh you know we have we have we have had songs that they're more melodic and slower and whatnot sure. before even layers of darkness on on blood offerings or the song Dia Beats. Sure. But like you know, I feel like this song is even a step forward to like you know, farther from everything we've ever done. We've never done such a long song, such an epic song. With and ultimately, it's like he keeps the the structure. He keeps the form. It keeps kind of the same formula of, of most of our songs. Right. Even being a really long song, so it's like. I think it. I think it's great. I think it got like a different feeling. I think it's the great closure of the album, and it completely like celebrates the, the pretty much the theme of the album and it's the title track. 
It's actually, I know this may sound weird, it was my favorite track that I've listened to so far. I loved it. Awesome. I'm glad you do. Yeah, it's, it's, I love that it's that long too. You just kind of just sink your teeth into it. Totally, totally. And it's, and it's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to, to kind of go with it. Oh, yeah. De- de- definitely, definitely. And just to ask you real quick, now that we went through the album, uh, you talk a little bit about the, the artwork for the new album. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, the artwork came out amazing. Not that we had any doubt. We did, uh, it's still more of the same uh, artist. Okay. Control of Blood Offerings. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, we are kind of like a band like that. We create some kind of like... We do like to have our team, you know what I mean? Sure. We do like to stick with the right people. It's like, you know, Morale has been super involved with the band. Like, you know, he has been super involved when he did the Blood Offering, and uh, his approach was amazing. We, we have met him in person when we toured Europe, and, like, he's also someone really knowledgeable. He's someone that is an amazing artist, but also he has studied anatomy, and he has studied uh, on actual dead bodies. Oh, wow. So it's like he's someone who's very knowledgeable when it comes down to like draw, uh, you know, anatomy or or dead stuff. Sure. <laughs> like, you know, he's someone who I've actually seen him and studied it from from really close. So it's like we like his approach, and like also like we have very similar views, and we you know we talk a lot. And like you know, it's just like a great thing to you know keep doing with him, and like. He almost, uh, he almost went, everything almost went to shit at one point because it's like, uh, he ended up, um, having to get surgery while he, while he was doing our, our piece of art, our artwork, and like, oh, wow. um, totally, because one of his, he, he had a big problem with one of his eyes. So it's like, he had to get multiple surgeries, so like halfway through the drawing, and he felt like, at one point it really seemed like he was not going to be able to finish it in time. Oh no! Hopefully he's doing okay. He's doing fine now, but like we were, we had crazy deadlines because we were supposed to do a bunch of tours starting in May. The album was supposed to be out in June. Like uh, right. the pandemic changed everything, but like Morales was amazing. It's like you know he ended up finishing the artwork using only one eye, which he can be super stressful. That's, you know what I mean? <laughs> I bet. Yeah, that, that's that's incredible. Totally. So it's like you know it's like. We're gonna keep working with him for for many reasons. Well, his artwork, well, the, the artwork on Blood Offerings like, is great too. It's killer. It, it is great, yeah. But it's like we always tend to stick with the people that we, you know, that we really find uh, comfortable with. You know, it's like we everybody that we deal with, from like the people who print our t-shirts to the people we. Uh, rent the band from to go on tour from uh-huh. the people who, uh, the guy who's our booker in Europe or our booker here in the States it's like all these people have been done so so much such good work for us and like they all come from like uh, being in the scene in the punk and metal scene for like decades sure so it's like they're all very knowledgeable people of like you know and lots of these people actually been in bands and they've been on tour or they still are so it's like we work with all people that know exactly what kind of band we are, the way we work, what we need, and how to treat us, pretty much. And yeah. we all come from the same background, so we do all understand things the same way. So it's like pretty much we have 
created like a team that works around us that is is all like very honest people, super straightforward. There is full trust and like they're friends before being business partners. Right. So it's very good, and that includes morale. You know, that definitely includes morale. Well, I tell you, it's uh, the artwork's fantastic. The album is crazy. I was wondering how you guys were going to top Blood Offerings, and you have. So it's 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 really good. Um, Thank you. It's a fun listen. And guys, uh, Necrot's Mortal comes out on August twenty eighth through Tank Crimes Records. And uh, real, real, uh, we, we got pre orders up already. Yes, yes, you can. You can we go do to both on uh, our Bandcamp. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually put that on our page. Yeah, you can definitely go check that out as well, guys, and uh, get all the cool stuff from Necrot. Um, and just real quick, I wanted to ask you, so tentatively, are you guys going to start, I mean, pending this pandemic shit, get back out on the road next year? Or? Well, we have uh, our, booker, our, our bookers are booking us stores right now for uh, starting in March. Okay. And then we have a full European tour for next summer that was supposed to be happening right now. Right. They got postponed exactly for this summer 2021 because it's all the festivals and stuff. Sure, sure, and absolutely. Those, they just got postponed with the same lineups. So, but like the March tour would be a US tour. It has not been announced yet. Also because they're not going to get announced until they reopen the venue. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So it's like we don't know. We don't really know if that's gonna happen. It's like what we're doing right now. We are getting ready to like uh, kind of like survive until then. <laughs> oh sure, absolutely. We're like it's we're been bracing. We're kind of bracing for the worst now that like you know it's gonna still be like a long time for us before we can get back on the road. I tell you, I, I, a couple of folks I've talked with doing interviews, they're talking about just if it, if it continues just to keep making records. <laughs> yeah, that, that it is an option, but like, uh, it's always an option. I want, I do want to start writing new stuff, but it is like, you know, it's, it's like for us, it's such like a, a big part of what we do to actually go and play live. Oh, you know yeah. how many shows we play, sure. we just, you know. We, we need to do that. We like, it's like, you know, it's an integrated part of our life. Oh, absolutely. Like, you guys you know, are we great. Don't really, <laughs> also, it's like, we don't really have a life set up here in the Bay anymore that is comfortable. Because, <laughs> because we, um, we always don't tour so much. So then when you get back home, you're not at home for that long. So it's like, you know what I mean? None of us got like a car. Sure. Or like you know anything going on over here anymore? Or like you know what I mean? Right. It's like, just oh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like you know everything is in standby, so it's like not even to say like you know I'm gonna go get a job or like oh I'm gonna go do something. It's like we're just like oh, fuck. <laughs> but like at the same time we don't have like you know now that we're here we're like oh maybe I should do this and that. But then you're like. You know, you're preparing to be for a few months or maybe a year without doing any shows. So, like, that's... And also, like, the life in the Bay Area is expensive. Oh, sure. So, it's like... Uh, totally. So, it's like... We can't really do shit anymore. <laughs> and it's like... Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's gonna be... I'm curious to see how, what's gonna happen in the next few months. But it's like... We are gonna get to the point soon that we're gonna have to figure something out. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's been rough on a lot of bands. I hate it for that. It's 
where their live show is where they make their money. It's it, I hate that for all of you guys. It sucks. Um, totally. But, also because like right here is like it's not even a place that you're like oh I'm gonna go get like a cheaper rent or a smaller place or whatnot. It's like we already like got the cheapest rent possible. In the <laughs> right. <place> possible. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean it's I can't imagine it's had to be hell on so many different bands. I hate that and it's it seems like. I don't know. It's spiking some places. It's not spiking other places. I know here where I'm at in Florida, it's majorly spiked. It's you know, terrible. so I don't leave the fucking house. I'm on a drug called Depixent that lowers my immune system, so I have to yeah, be yeah, real, real careful wherever I go. So totally, you have to. And it's like for me, it's so disrespectful for all the people that like you know that they're in good health that they're. They don't want to wear a mask and whatnot. It's like they're making it really hard for people who actually have conditions. And it's like solidarity is something that we have forgotten so much sure. in, in the Western world in general. And like, agreed, it's very sad. And it's like then you see it, like you know, with the with the issue of uh, racism too. There is so much denial. Oh God, it's from, bad. From white people just because they never experienced it, and like it's kind of like a little bit the same with the coronavirus. It's like. Oh, you're like, you know, you're a 30-year-old uh, person that is very healthy, like you don't care, you know what I mean? Because you know that if you're going to get it, eventually you'll be sick for a week or two and then you'll be fine. Right. So like, you, you know, you know, you know it's, like, it's just people not giving a shit about anybody that is not themselves. And not even taking the little extra step to like try and understand someone else who is a weaker you know, category, you know, a weaker, weaker person. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, a more right. uh, subjectable to like, you know, certain things. So like, people just don't give a shit. People just give a shit about themselves and that's it. And this mentality is going to fucking ruin everything. You know what I mean? Dude, I tell you, you know, I was, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but since all this started, just people's general attitude towards me in general at a store or something, it's like they want to just kill me as long as their family's safe, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. It's, it's, true, just I mean, like, it's, like, it's true, but it's like, you know, I can, I also try and see, you know, lots of people, it's like, they, there's, they have, you know, I don't, I don't, but like people have like, you know, a wife and kids and shit, and sure. like eventually payments on a house, payments on a car, and then they have to pay the medicines for their mom or whatever, you know, very complicated lives. And then it's like, I understand that for, for some people, their life here is so uh, complicated that that's all they see. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And all they see is what affects them. And they're ready to do anything to take care of all these people that is their family or whatnot. Right. So, like, that's, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I always try and see, like, you know, why people would suck so much. You know what I mean? I <laughs> oh, sure. I myself these questions, you know what I mean? Instead of being like, these are just horrible fucking people, you know? And I'm like, I think a lot of people are just distracted into their mess of a life to fucking give a shit about anybody else. I would and it's like the agree. same. And it's part of the reason why they're in so screwed in their messed up life is because of that. It's because nobody gives a shit about anybody else. So then it's like you know they're not getting any help. They're resenting for not getting any help, and they're like, why should I give a shit about someone else's problem? Why no, nobody's fucking helping me? Yeah, it's it's you know it's, a I mean? it's, it's a vicious circle. It's a fucking yeah, it's a cycle of pain, man. <laughs> and For it's real. it's. Yeah. I mean, there was a woman the other day. She didn't even have a mask on, and she was complaining that I was not following social distancing thing. And I was like, you don't even have a mask on, right? 
and and where I live, where I live, if you don't if you don't have a mask on down here, they can actually put you in jail. So, oh wow! Okay. And and she's just walking around in Target without a mask on, and I'm like, not giving a shit. No, and then she's fussing at me about being too close to her, and I'm like, you don't even have a mask on. Like I don't I don't know, but. Yeah, no, for real. It's like it, it becomes stressful to go out of the house, so we just stay at home. <laughs> yeah, it's it's well, it's safer for me anyway. I try to get out as little as possible, but man, I can't think. I just of, see my band. I just see my band, and I just see like you know a few friends, like you know, taking singularly, you know. Yeah. And then my roommates, so I have to see my roommates because we live together. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Luke, I can't thank you enough for doing this today, man. I hope to get to see you out on the road sometime next year and uh, uh, Mortal is available August 28th uh, as you said you can go to Necrot's Facebook page there's all kinds of cool stuff you can pre-order and, and oh, oh, Bandcamp yeah, Bandcamp oh, your Bandcamp yeah, go to your go to their Bandcamp the Necrot's Bandcamp and there's all kinds of cool stuff for Mortal uh, otherwise it's also going to be coming out t- on Tank Crimes August 28th and it's I can't thank you enough for doing this today, man I love your band and uh, the first time I saw you again, I saw you with Immolation and, and uh, Morbid Angel, and you guys were my favorite thing on the bill. So, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Excellent stuff, sir. Excellent, excellent stuff. And uh, you guys always knock it out of the park. And I thank you for doing this today. I really appreciate your time. Oh, it was fun, man. It's always good to like you know even hang out on the phone with anybody. Awesome. <laughs> well, we love talking with you, man. I appreciate you. Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor, baby.